4: This is Bear Shell DeNeely, and you're listening to The Tom Sumner Show.
5: I have to lay low for a while, so I'll be staying here inside. It's too dangerous out in the world. I'll see you on the other side when I'm in my quarantine. My little place to hide. My heart is aching and I'm missing you. I'll see you on the other side. I'll see you on the other side. I'll see you on the other side. We're out in for a bumpy ride. So tight, and I'll whisper you a good night kiss. I'll see you on the other side. When I crawl out of my cage, when the world is purified, I will find you, and I promise this. Other side, and I'll meet you with arms open wide. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. See you on the other side, and I'll meet you with arms open wide. See you on the other side.
4: Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner program. My guest this hour is the senior editor for Prime Timer, the web's leading resource for television news reviews and commentary. His name is Aaron Barnhart. He has a new book uh, called The Prime Timer Guide to Streaming TV, which came out this month. And uh, I wish I'd had my hands on it. uh, about a year ago, <laughs> when I started binge watching because of uh, COVID nineteen, actually going back a couple of years now. But uh, Aaron Barnhart joins me by phone. Aaron, good morning, and welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Um, let's let's talk about Prime Timer first. Um, what what is Prime Timer exactly?
1: Well, Prime Timer uh, is a creation of a, a a guy named Jed Rosenzweig, who was a reader of mine going back to the 1990s when I was first cutting my teeth in the realm of TV criticism. And uh, if you had told me back then that I was going to make a career out of writing about TV shows, uh, I would have questioned your judgment and maybe even my own life choices. But as it as it turns out uh, – writing about television was something that I enjoyed doing and I got to see a lot of uh, developments happen. Uh, You know, everything is really very, very different from when we were young and uh, putting up uh, antennas to pull in TV stations and then this thing called cable came along. Uh, Things have changed a whole bunch since then, but people still need to know if something you know what's what's on tonight and what's worth watching and despite this tsunami of content we have out there uh there is that that basic question is not gone away and so um when when Jed was kind of looking at the landscape of websites out there he saw that most of the the ones that used to write about television had been gobbled up by gaming sites and and um, just they weren't doing much on television anymore. So his vision was to create a a pure play website where you could just go and and find out what's going on in the TV world and what's worth watching and and really in this day and age, Tom, how to cope with so many new shows coming online and so many new ways to watch those shows.
4: Yeah, I want to get into that, because I I go back uh, to the days of um, TV Guide subscriptions, TV Mm Guide coming in the mail, and and then that that one that came for free with the Sunday paper. And so there were always two (laughs) TV Guides sitting by, uh, well, I was going to say by the remote, but in those days I was the remote exactly um, we were the clicker yeah we were the clicker <laughs> dad give me a little boot in the rump and it was time to change channels <laughs> and uh it it, it it has changed dramatically since then as you pointed out and and one of the things about you know my age there's a lot of programming and a lot of content that I frankly don't care for you, you know some of the reality TV shows I'm I'm not real big on that stuff, but what I have found during the pandemic, and I think a lot of people have because a lot of us <laughs> spend a lot of time sitting in front of the t v with with the new clicker, the real clicker um, I have found a lot of opportunities on uh, uh through through my roku for streaming services. And I'm finding a lot of shows from the days when I really enjoyed television more than I do yes. now. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm watching, you know, some of it's a little silly. Old reruns of my favorite Martian and
1: <laughs> Car fifty four and F Troop and Perry Mason yeah, all, these shows all that, that stuff. Probably weren't weren't very deep at the time and, and <laughs> seem even seem even more frivolous now. But yeah, they're they're all out there now,
4: and I find that I find that um, satisfying and and rewarding that there's something there that I can enjoy, um, and and I don't feel like I'm, you know, having to go with the flow per se. I can trip down memory lane and you know spend an evening in 1967 watching. Ron and Martin's laugh in or you know uh, get
1: smart yeah
4: mission impossible whatever um but aside from just old guy television <laughs> that i enjoy um what what is happening is you know broadcast television as on its way out as it seems
1: yeah, uh, it, it really is, Tom. Uh, it's its day has passed, and the 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 thing I just find so striking about the you know every year at this time in May there are these things called the network upfronts, and the networks fly the station managers into New York City, and they rent out Carnegie Hall and Rockefeller Center and uh, Lincoln Center, and they put on these big galas for the advertisers and the station managers and they bring all the stars in and they unveil their new fall schedules and all the new shows are going to bring out with such great fanfare. And this year there was almost no fanfare. I mean, they did the upfronts, they did the usual song and dance, but there were so few shows. I think there were fewer than 10 shows that were rolled out by the, the four major networks. And a number of those were just extensions of existing uh TV franchises that, that are already on uh, the networks. So the, the the emphasis, the balance, and all the attention, energy, and most importantly, money, has shifted over to streaming television. And this has been kind of a blessing and a curse, right? <laughs> it has created a tremendous amount of new entertainment. It's brought a lot of voices that were never involved in making TV in the past. It's brought a lot of people over from the movie industry who find that the ideas and the characters and stories they want to tell are no longer welcome in the movie world, which is just obsessed with blockbusters. And so it's it's been a great uh, time for all of this new streaming content. But on the other hand, it's overwhelming. There's just so much of this out there, and TV, in the end, Tom, is supposed to be comforting. Here, you shouldn't feel bad about wanting to watch uh, shows from the 1960s if that is what makes you comfortable. They are out there. Well, that was the time I enjoyed.
4: that was the time I fell in love with television.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and and for me, I'm I'm just a little bit younger than you. It was in the it was in more in the early to mid 70s, but that was a time when three networks pretty much ran the show and the, and if a show didn't get at least 25 million viewers you know it was it was on its way out the door it was just it so what what that meant was that a show that was popular was really popular and had cultural dominance of the of the type that no no TV show today probably has, you know, I, I, I would suspect that if I got a bunch of people in the room who were about my age, we could rattle off a number of second-rate TV shows from the 1970s, you know, One Day at a Time and What's Happening in The Love Boat and Fantasy Island, and we, we could probably talk knowledgeably about them, because even the second-rate shows were just watched by everybody, and yeah, there was a there really was a skit.
4: There was a skit that uh Johnny Carson did where he was um he sat down at a at a card table. He was playing cards and he was playing all three characters from the three network television shows that were up against each other on mm-hmm. Saturday night or Sunday night. And it was Steve Allen Ed Sullivan, and I think uh, Bonanza, or Maverick, one of, one of the big westerns. And he would move from seat to seat and do his impression of Ed Sullivan and then Steve Allen. And for Steve Allen, all he did was the laugh. Right. He'd, like and he put, yeah, put his glasses on, do the cackle, and then jump to the next chair. <laughs> And it was hilarious, but it also talks about how how competitive the shows were in their various time slots. And I remember when, you know, the times you're talking about, Aaron, where, you know, there were three networks. And, um, and the nights, uh, the weeknights especially, um, prime time was... I mean, it was it was magical. People were in front of their TVs. There were back-to-back so-called blockbuster TV shows, and you you'd get hooked on a network for the evening. Yeah. And yeah. The, now the, it, it it's not it's not the same anymore. No, no. Now now the enemy. It's kind of funny. The competition
1: is. Um, over time, the competition became other diversions, right? So the VCR came out, and so people started renting movies, and suddenly um, the the Saturday night lineup that used to be such a powerhouse, All in the Family, aired on Saturday nights on CBS. It, it, people would find that impossible to believe today, because
4: who watches?
1: Yeah, who watches TV on Saturday night? But that was the big show. But then when the VCR came along and the cineplexes. Uh, started to divide up into eight theaters at a time, and so you could have your choice of what to go out and watch, and other diversions came along. Suddenly Saturday night went away, and then along came DVDs and uh, and video games. And so what basically happened was that television uh, became just one of the ways that people entertain themselves.
4: More with Primetimer Senior Editor Aaron Barnhart straight ahead.
2: Show. Oh, yeah.
1: Hello darling, this is O'Vira, Mistress of the Dark, with
7: Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection.
4: Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Primetime or Senior Editor Aaron Barnhart straight ahead. Television
1: has really kind of made a thundering resurgence into our lives. I mean, these these 65-inch and and up TV screens that people now have in their uh living rooms and and the the sheer number of channels and shows that they have. And and so what shows wind up competing with now, I think more than anything else, are other shows on the same streaming channel. I I really believe that uh, a lot of shows on Netflix uh, get canceled after one or two seasons because the data just doesn't match up to what other shows on Netflix are doing. And it's a matter of like, well, we're just going to kill off our our least thriving shows and let these other ones go a little bit longer. It's just a totally different environment for for creators and creatives of TV shows. And you know for for viewers, for fans, for people like us, it it it, it makes it kind of hard to navigate everything that's out there because there's just so much that's coming and going.
4: That's true and the the new stuff that comes out if if I'm lucky I'll see some promo for it and and I'll pick up a, a new show i I got a big kick out of it. it's a little bit silly but there was a, a show uh it's it's one season into its run so far I think called ghosts mm
1: mm-hmm.
4: it's a fun yep, show we,
1: it's a fun show we've we've actually been we've actually circled back to that at prime timer Um, and uh, done another piece on it kind of of to remind people that it's out there. But Ghosts is a comedy about eight ghosts who are haunting this mansion, but they're basically historical figures who've been killed off at various points in history. And um, then there are these two living, they're called the livings, uh, humans who who have bought this spooky old house and are living in it and becoming aware of the fact that they're ghosts kind of haunting it. And it's the interplay between these, these, not only between these two realms, but among the ghosts well, one of the they have all these quarrels.
4: Yeah, one of the livings has uh, has an accident, takes a fall down some stairs and bumps her head. And after that, she can now see and communicate <laughs> with the ghosts. So she has become sort of the medium and, and uh, interprets life form. In fact, one of the things that I thought was hilarious is when the ghosts started asking her, to turn on certain shows on TV. <laughs> I you know I I just and and these are people from like the revolutionary war and there's <laughs> there's Thor who's a viking you know they're they're from vastly different time periods all pre-television. But they but
1: everybody has their stories.
4: Oh yeah, they've all got their backstories. But but anyway, it's a fun little show. One I would easily miss had I not yes. seen a pretty well-done ad for the show. Um, but what I want to ask, and, and this is something that, that would have been tremendously helpful for me, is if this book is, is a way to pick out how to get the most streaming action, how to, how to select which um, platforms you want to stream from because i found myself signing up for at least a half a dozen services during uh, the covid quarantine some of them i'm not all that happy with anymore um but they're they're routinely taking money out of my bank account yes and and i do watch them all at at some point or another to try and get my money's worth but the but the point is There must be a way to consolidate and say, you know, three is the right number for me or five is the right number for me. And then once you get those picked out, they start consolidating.
1: Yeah. Well, well, the reason we decided to create the Prime Timer Guide to Streaming TV as an extension of our website, primetimer.com, is that we, like everybody else, reviewing TV shows were just seeing all the shiny objects flying by and we'd catch a few and review them and sure. then off they would go back down the river of content. And we, we felt that there needed to be a, 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 an aspect of curation. We needed to, to stop in time and say, okay, there are all these great shows that we've reviewed, many of which uh, we didn't have uh, space to review, and people – reach a point in time where they have these streaming channels they've signed up for these services and now there's there's lots of things they could watch but what is it that they would be probably more interested in watching than other shows and that was where we felt we needed to say okay if you like uh british dramas uh here's some suggestions if you like Uh, A show like Ghost or if you like a show like Yellowstone, if you like political documentaries, if you like rom-coms, if you want to watch some stand-up specials, if you just want to watch a movie tonight and not think about anything else, we need to take the big bucket of content from the last few years and sort it out in such a way that you can find out what you wanted. And for me, that really took me back to to a different age. Uh, Up until about 10 years ago, you could go into a bookstore and pick out an annual video guide for renting DVDs um, for movies that you wanted to watch. Leonard Maltin had one. Video Hound had one. Roger Ebert used to put out a yearbook of his reviews, and and that was – the thing that you would set next to the remote, you would set out this video guide. And we said, nobody has done this for the streaming TV era yet. And so for the past year, the editors of Primetimer and I, along with a number of our readers who are very good um, eyeballs, you know, you know kind of an army of critics themselves, have helped us sort out the the best shows out there and curate them in such a way that you don't have to just keep scrolling on the screen over and over and over for 20 minutes at a time trying to figure out what to watch next. You've got a book here, and even though it's an old-fashioned solution, everybody we've talked to while we we're developing this book, and now that it's out, uh, so many people have got their hands on this thing and are saying, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. I want something that I could just pick up, maybe take with me to the, uh, my private library, Uh, and I could read about shows that are on streaming, shows that flew by three years ago, and I'm sure they got great reviews at the time, but I didn't notice them. I didn't watch a promo for them, and uh, I'm so pleased to see uh, this this show, and now I know where to watch it, and I'm going to watch it.
4: Yeah, that's that's the thing that's that's really needed. And I, I remember thinking that that television and, and movies, um, movie theater movies, were in trouble when cable channels started qualifying for Emmys and Oscars. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And now we're seeing streaming services like Netflix um, and Hulu making their way into these award ceremonies. My question is, and I went through this period with with cable television where I had, I don't know, a hundred and thirty channels, maybe. Um, and I would sit and sp- about right, and I would sit and scroll through the guide, and and think to myself, I've got a hundred and thirty channels, and there's nothing on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that an old Bruce Springsteen song.
4: Yeah, everybody has had that experience, and now streaming has come in and i've thought okay my 130 cable channels there's nothing on i'll stream something and i go mm-hmm. stream something and i'm reasonably satisfied but as you point out if these things don't hit the right number of clicks they come and go pretty fast yeah. and and all of a sudden you know my stream alternative is gone and pretty soon i've got all these streaming networks and options and all of the shows that are carried, all the content that's carried on each of those stream uh, platforms, and there's nothing on. Well, <laughs> it's 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 a real
1: dilemma, you know, and, and many people have kind of made that comparison between uh, the cable era of, that Bruce Springsteen uh, mocked in the line 57 channels and nothing on, and today, but... You know, the real difference is that back then everything was live, uh, and by which I mean you unless you had a, uh, a VCR and used it, or starting about 20 years ago you could get a DVR and record shows that you wanted, but uh, it was really not possible to watch shows where you wanted when you wanted, and that is really kind of the breakthrough of the streaming era, is, is not only is everything now available on demand, but because of the proliferation of mobile devices, it's really possible to watch these shows uh, on a variety of devices out of your home, and you don't have to be bound to the TV set, and you certainly don't have to be bound there at a certain hour. But um, to your other point, Tom, I, I think that when we make the move over to streaming, I think the temptation is to um, just subscribe to a number of channels and see what we like on there. Um, and, and that's why in, in our, our new book, The Prime Timer Guide to Streaming TV, we've included uh, a cord-cutting guide that walks readers through step-by-step step so that they when they're ready to cut the cord to their cable or s- satellite pay TV subscription, they can do it in a way that they're not only going to save money, but they're going to just feel happier about the choices that they made because they don't feel like they they suddenly gave up the security and kind of the reassurance of their old pay TV service for the chaos of, of streaming. I think I think streaming is actually a very navigable experience in the sense that you can – you can watch the shows that you were watching before, you just don't have to watch it with a cable or satellite subscription.
4: You know, one of the things that, that I find especially appealing about stream services is that, that algorithm that, that tells what you were watching before. Mm -hmm. and lines Mm -hmm. up shows that are similar to the shows that you've been watching or even picks you up in mid-binge, you know, and, and, you know, lands you on that streaming network right at the show you left off with.
1: Yeah, uh, my only take on that is that Netflix won't tell you what's good on Hulu. So that algorithm is only good insofar as that particular streaming channel Agreed. Is concerned. Uh, yeah, and agreed. So, so for instance, a show like Ozark, which just finished up, and a lot of people loved watching Ozark on Netflix. Um, and so once you get done with it, Netflix is happy to recommend some other series which may or may not have the DNA of Ozark in it. Uh, and then, But in our guide, we've got this whole list of curated lists in the back called, if you liked that, you'll like this. And so for instance, see,
4: I like that function.
1: You, yeah. So if you liked Ozark, right, there's a, you know, I would recommend watching something like the night manager, uh, which is a sort of a cat and mouse spy game on, uh, starring Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston, a couple of great British actors, but it's not on Netflix. It's on prime video. Uh, Defending Jacob is, again, very much, I think, has some of the same qualities that made Ozark so appealing uh, because it, it features kind of people who are trying to avoid uh, justice and rallying around their family, and it's got twists and turns to it. It's a very different type of show than Ozark. It's not quite as dark, uh, and it's a limited series, so it's you're in and out in just a few episodes. But again, if you wanted to watch defending Jacob Netflix wouldn't tell you about it because it's on another streaming service Apple TV plus so that's what we tried to do with our curated lists in the in in our guide is is you know if you like this this show we the humans not the algorithms have some suggestions for you uh, across the spectrum of streaming tv
4: now will you have to do this as a, a an annual I'd like
1: to. I'd like to. So one of the reasons we're out talking about the Prime Timer Guide is, is simply because we, we think that this is kind of a, a novel idea that, that people have, have gotten so used to just, you know, spending 15, 20, 30 minutes scrolling on their remotes using the apps and the algorithms to find new things to watch and being kind of frustrated by that and uh, trying to get the word out to those folks uh that I, I i'm i'm eager to to do this again um uh, with uh with the feedback that we've been getting we've already been getting some really excellent feedback uh but the reality is tom we've got a thousand shows in this thing and the next time i come out with this guide uh, i want a lot of those shows to move on and be replaced by new shows there's just an an endless stream of content. Well, and you there's a pretty
4: good e- chance e- e- that there that, that will exactly be the case.
1: Yeah. You, you mentioned uh, all the reality shows, and it's true, there's probably well in excess of a thousand reality shows in production every year, uh, but uh, last year was the first year that the number of scripted shows uh, passed the 500 threshold. So last year, Five More than 500 different uh, scripted TV shows, not reality shows, but comedies, dramas, scripted shows were in production. That is an all-time high. I, I don't know, and, and none of us really knows where the ceiling is right now. Uh, we know that networks aren't, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, they're not cranking them out. But we we see that the streaming business continues to be a very strong one. Uh Netflix has 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 taken some hits lately, but I, I don't think that there's any doubt that these these competitors from Amazon and Disney and and Warner Media are gonna continue to pick up subscribers in the years to come and as that revenue keeps coming in, Tom, that's revenue that they can use to produce more
4: T V shows. And and that's an exciting prospect and I, you know I think of uh, it it seems so vast to me already um these these streaming options i you know I used to go on my uh on my laptop and I I'd, I'd do what I called youtube safari and i you know I'd just go hunting for some things that would be fun you know uh Jonathan winters on uh you know, a Dean Martin roast or something. Yeah. And then and, and there might be something else, a Buddy Rich drum solo, uh, you know, something. And, and there was all this, this content on YouTube. Now I have it as part of my, my Rook, Roku setup so that I can watch shows, old shows. And there are shows I can't find on the other streaming servers, uh, some that have been bootlegged and put up there, you know. But I'm, I'm finding myself uh, YouTube... Uh, on YouTube Safari again but I sort of think of, of cable as having been the wild west and now I wonder if if streaming isn't the uh, the final frontier.
1: Well, one part of this whole equation we have not talked about yet is what's happened to over-the-air broadcast TV in the <laughs> years in the last True. few years because they've had there's been a similar explosion of content there. Uh, but it's it's driven by a little different, um, s- some little different economic factors than the streaming industry. But there are some interesting overlaps. So uh, the, the first thing that happened was about 20 years ago, uh, broadcasters shifted from sending out their signals using analog waveform technology over the TV towers. The TV towers still send out the signals. But, but they switched and were, uh, encoded digitally. And so now what's going out over the air is not an, uh, an old fashioned analog stream, but, you know, uh, bits and bytes. And then those are picked up by the antenna, brought into the house, and then they go through a further translation from, uh, from, from their digital form so that they can be broadcast on your digital, on, on your, um, on your big screen TV. That's one of the reasons why all TVs now are rectangular. When, when the, the format shifted over from analog to digital, the, the aspect ratio of the television signal, at least for high-definition TV, changed and became more letterboxed, like because I think the broadcasters knew that Hollywood was the, the, their great ambition, and they wanted, you know, to, to put out these high-definition shows. That, that that were in the same kind of letterbox format as the movies, but in that same signal, they were now able to 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 also pack a uh, a number of subchannels. So these were TV stations that were carried on the on the backs of the main signal, and which could be used to serve different niches. And I think anybody who's watched me tv or antenna tv uh, or or grit or laugh uh or decades or any number one of these 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 um, services and they might not even be aware of it but those are going out over the air as well those are those are tv stations same as your nbc abc fox affiliate and they're advertising supported and those have proven very very popular so that That has been out there for a few years, but that industry continues to grow and meanwhile at the same time, there are these literally thousands of TV stations that have blown up around the world that are basically the same thing, but they're only sent out digitally over the internet um, and uh, many of these are now being uh, put out by streaming services as a as an alternative to paying for streaming. So a great example of this is Pluto TV. Pluto TV is owned by Paramount, the same company that puts out Paramount Plus, which is a premium station. It's the same company that brings you um the CBS Television Network. And and but Pluto TV is a different animal than those. Each it it, it when you turn it on, you've seen this, right? And you've Mm -hmm. probably seen this on Tubi and a number of other similar things. It gives you an old-fashioned channel grid, like you're watching cable TV back in the 1980s. And you go through, and you can just change the channel and flip through, and basically every channel is dedicated to a certain genre or, in many cases, reruns of exactly one show. It's just like all Jersey Shore 24-7, it's all Walker Texas Ranger or or RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever, all 24-7, whenever you tune in, you will see an episode of that show. And this means that people who are really fans of a certain kind of show or a certain kind of um, old genre of TV will never have a a moment when they can say there's there's a thousand channels out there, and and nothing's on. There that that will be there for them. And the best part about it, Tom, is that these channels are free. So you you can really when you're building your streaming catalog, when you're building, you know, when you cut the cord, you've gotten rid of your pay TV subscription, and you want to start from scratch. I always recommend that people start with Tubi and uh, free Peacock and. Pluto TV and FreeVee, which is the Amazon uh, service, it used to be called IMDB TV. It's yep. now called FreeVee, which yep. is a lot easier to say. Got it. Start with those, don't pay anything, and, and build up from there.
4: More with Primetime or Senior Editor Aaron Barnhart straight up.
2: The time summer program.com From the Tom Sumner Show Oh
1: Yeah Hey (laughs) This is the unknown comic And guess what you're listening To the Tom Sumner Show Right now And now, and now too, and even now.
4: more with Prime Timer Senior Editor Aaron Barnhart straight ahead. Yeah, see when I when I signed up for for Hulu and a couple of others, Paramount and uh, I'm trying to think what some of the others are, but um, those options were coming up on my Roku, and I I started jumping on the freebies. <laughs> little yep. little frustrating because the. Uh, uh, Percentage of advertising to content oh. is has gone up dramatically All on those. The ads.
1: Yeah. Um, Although it, in fairness, it's also gone up on YouTube as well.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, but you know, I can't believe how how fast this time has gone, Aaron. And we've kind of blown through the time I had set aside. Um, but I, I think this is such a tremendous resource. And it's been fun talking with somebody that that knows TV even better than I do. Because I, I am what um, William Holden called in the movie network TV incarnate. <laughs>
1: um, well, it's been fun to talk about this with you as well, Tom. And uh, the Prime Timer Guide to Streaming TV is basically available anywhere you buy books. But if people want a shortcut, they can go to a website we've set up uh, just for this book. And it's primetimer.com guide.com and of course you can read about it on our main site which is primetimer.com
4: well aaron thank you it's been a real treat and uh, um hopefully you'll do another one in 2023 and and we'll get together again and talk about that one
1: that's our hope thanks a lot tom all right take care bye bye
4: that was uh aaron barnhardt he's the senior editor for prime timer and um there's a, he's a editor of a new book, the Prime timer Guide to Screaming, <laughs> to Screaming TV, the Prime timer Guide to Streaming TV, which just came out uh, in May of uh, 2022, and with that we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead.
0: this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Programme.
8: Hey, Mr. general public do you realize that we got a generation here of staring eyes The women never bother getting housework done they just sit around talking at television The kitties never run and playing out of door on top of that they never reading books no more You ask them who's the father of our countryman They say it was either Walt Disney or Ed Sullivan Oh television. Television, I'm sick from looking on television I got a weak in the eyes, weak in the head likewise From sitting and looking on television The burglar comes sneaking in and breaks the latch While Grandma, she is looking on the wrestling match She throws him on the floor, although she's 90 years old She says, I got him with a step over toehold I turn on Elvis Presley and my daughter scream I fear she having a nervous breakdown cause of him I wonder why he wiggle waggle to the beat As a boy he must have had a loose bicycle seat Oh, television, television I'm sick from looking on television I got a weak in the eyes, weak in the head likewise From sitting and looking on television The children of the country eat their dinner, you bet But they eat it sitting in front of the TV set They got pudding in their ears from the north to the south From eating while watching and missing their mouth Last night a very unusual thing occurred The baby is saying his very first word I have him on my shoulder for to make him perp Instead he opens his mouth and say, a burp. Oh, television, television Television, television! Television. I watch the late-late movie and I climb the stairs. Get into bed and have television nightmares. Complete with bad commercials that repeat all night, both incompatible color and black and white. Someday my son grow up and want to go to sea So he probably go and try to join U.S. Navy He gets an aptitude test, man Now here's the rub They find him best suited for watching Mickey Mouse Club Oh, television, television I'm sick from looking on television I got the weak in the eyes, weak in the head likewise From sitting and looking Looking on Sing it again, man television. Television Television. Television. Oh, I was sick on television, oh I got too weak in the eyes. Do you know what likewise? From sitting and looking on television, video tape television, 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 May help somewhat. Television, television, but is it art? Television, television Don't make me laugh.
6: a mess I ain't your wife I ain't your mama but I'll do I guess eternal
2: the dawn
4: Smoking George, Ticklin' the let Let me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room for the weekend, but I'll be back Monday with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program and I hope you will be too thanks to all the guests today and to all of you who tuned in and uh, I'll see you Monday in the meantime, good night everybody
0: The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show we want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show Find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.